Slam for January 31st, 2020. Your host this week, myself, Lee, and Reed. Hi. And we'll be joined shortly by a mystery guest. Is entering it? number 16. In the Royal <laughs> uh, he, he had to go for lunch. Who is it? Who, who is it? Uh, so let's talk about the Royal Rumble, of course, was last weekend. We're going to save that. Uh, Fuck, it was the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I told you on Friday, I'm like, you know the Royal Rumble is this, like, there's an NXT show, and, a, and you're like, I, what? The Rumble is this weekend? So that's the level of hype for the Royal Rumble this who year. Who is it? Um... um yeah. yeah, the Rumble was a thing. It happened. Hopefully this episode also will have the brand new thumbnail that I worked very yes, hard on. Yes, it will. On. Yeah. So comment. Leave your comments below <laughs> about Reed's new thumbnail. Uh, also speaking of thumbnails and podcasts, uh, we're going to try out the public beta podcast, which me and, Reed, me and Reed's video game podcast. Sorry, I'm, I'm having a sip of the Norman Reedus juice here. The classic Monster Energy drink. Classic. Which might be the worst Monster Energy drink as well. Uh, you had a Jericho juice earlier, which is the ultra white. Yeah, it was all right. It's no fruit punch, but no, it's like the absence of flavor. Yeah, but anyway, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah. So we're gonna figure out what the public beta podcast is. Well, uh, I think we're gonna have what we briefly discussed is a pretty normal as, format. Talk about upcoming games. Talk about what we're playing, and yeah. then focus a good focus. portion of the show on a particular video game that just we want to talk about. Yeah, so like, so a looser format than this per se, in that every episode might not be the same. We're like we're going to review the same things, uh, but we will talk about what we've been playing. Maybe some news that strikes us, and then yes, uh, highlighting uh, some games in the in long form conversation, which is not unlike what we used to do on the turn based attack podcast with Rob uh, doing the key item. Except this will not be five minutes at the end of the show. This might be the entire show. Yeah. Like, so if you so, want to hear guys talk about Skyrim for an hour uh, in twenty twenty. That might be the podcast for you coming soon. Or Near Automata, I know yeah. we really wanted to discuss. Because... The, av- the avatar sake of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Near Automata. And uh, I really want to talk about Final Fantasy VIII big time. <laughs> <laughs> so the, those are the three games. We need a podcast. Skyrim. Man. We got to talk Nier about Automata. Skyrim, Final Fantasy VIII, VIII and Near Automata. But for now, let's talk about pro wrestling. Uh, so we're going to wait for our mystery guests to discuss the Royal Rumble and Raw. So let's talk about... AEW Dynamite. And you might be wondering, why are we talking about Raw? We never talk about Raw. Well, our Mr. Guest has decided to watch Raw. Yes. Man, we should be hype we should not be hyping up this mystery guest like he, we are right now. He went well it's it's Andrew. Uh, <laughs> everybody knows uh, that Andrew was on the outs with pro wrestling. Then suddenly that dude watched the rumble and uh, watched which Raw I didn't even do and Raw <laughs> and Dynamite. Uh, as one of two things was gonna happen with us attending a Raw. Andrew was going to get hyped for pro wrestling again, or Andrew would be pro wrestling would be dead to Andrew forever. So and then I'm happy. he would sell his tickets to and, someone else. I, yes, I was expecting to be sitting next to a stranger or, yeah, or someone. Uh, so good to hear that that's not the case. But let's talk about AEW Dynamite uh, opening match. We had well, it was a promo to start the show, right? Or was it the was it the match? So they had the they had the recap to start everything yeah. at the beginning. of Got the to show. see some shenanigans on a boat. Uh, so I still really like that dynamite on the boat. People are kind of mixed about it. Uh, John Moxley comes out. He opens the show to address his status as the number one contender for the AEW World Championship. The fun and games are over. This is simultaneously the best and the worst segment of Dynamite, I'd think. Uh, this was, like, weird, yeah. yeah. It was, like, one too many of these, I think. I uh, could have had, like, any... And I have a very particular negative about this segment that I heard no one else talk about. Mm. Um, so, like, let's just fucking get into it. So, 
Moxley comes out and he calls out Jericho saying, why wait for the ass whooping? Let's just get the ass whooping right now. The yeah, classic. Classic. Classic yeah. wrestling thing. Give these people what they want. Yeah, so Jericho comes out with his goons. He says, haha, yo, 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 ho, ho, and a bottle of dumb because you're stupid. And that was the best thing ever. <laughs> um, so Moxley is like, oh, everybody thinks it's five against one, but it's not. And the crowd goes, oh. Like, is it going to be Luke Harper? Is it going to be Tramp Stamp Lance Hoyt? Yeah. Is it going to be, like, who is it? <laughs> and then he's like, I'm here with all the fans. And you can hear the crowd being like, oh, I'm happy I'm involved, but I'm also very disappointed that it's That's not, not actually an, a person, uh, an actual wrestler that Moxley will team up with. So is he, is Moxley from Cincinnati? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he was just like working the home, home. Crowd. Yeah. But I don't think you should ever tease like lines that like, Oh, I'm not alone. And because in pro wrestling... I've got that all of all, you with me. Yeah, yeah, pro wrestling, that always means either a debut or some other wrestler on the roster coming out to help him or something. The, the payoff here was uh, the, the Inner Circle called out even further Cholos to their ranks uh, to 10 on 1. Moxley attacked anyway. Uh, not... He's got one eye, so and then this not is much. The for weird the part game. that came out because the security guards decide now is the time yeah. to get involved. Uh, so he headbutted Ortiz and smashed him with the DDT. Uh, security personnel tried to cease the assault, but it resulted in a tame pull apart squabble. Moxley crushed one security guard, then left. To then the, he just uh, fucking the left. <laughs> then he just left. Yeah, he's like, I don't care. That's ten on one anymore. There's there's guys in between us. I just, I gotta leave. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Uh, so we had the young bucks. Oh, so we had a vignette first. We had MJF. Uh, the who, best vignette ever for yes. our boys, the podcast's collective boys, the Butcher and the Blade. So uh, MJF, uh, not not unlike Michael Scott buying weed at the office in that episode, <laughs> uh, strangely goes into this like, where's he going? He's like walking down some stairs into like some kind of like hipster Shady speakeasy basement. or something. Yeah, and it's uh, you that, then see the Butcher being a butcher. Oh wow! He's, he's, thought not only his wrestling persona, it is also his profession outside and of he's wrestling. In a band. Uh, so he's hanging out there with uh, with the blade. Was the blade wearing the gimp mask? No, no. Okay, just, I thought that would be cool if he's just butchering no, me. He, was, the also just, the he was also mask. just in an apron. Uh, so MJF hands them a uh, an envelope that just says "Young Bucks" in bubble letters and on they it. They Sailor shit. Moon transform into their wrestling gear. Yes, <laughs> uh, everything about this is fantastic. Yes, wrestling could use more of this all the this time. This is all the better because uh, of the result of the upcoming match. <laughs> yes. Uh, then there is also a cutaway v- vignette where the bunny, and I think you missed this, uh, invites the Young Bucks to experience full. No, no, full I death. saw that. Yeah, uh, are you ready? This, rem- okay, this reminds me of an old MMA promo between Tito Ortiz and Ken Shamrock, where Ken Shamrock decided to add a little bit of pro wrestling to his press conference, and he said to Tito Ortiz, I'm going to beat you into living death. And Tito Ortiz gave a second, and then he gave a real nice, aha, cackle, and it was the best thing ever. So every time I hear her say, full death, I think of, I'm going to beat you to living death, baby. That's a neat little tidbit for the day. There you go. Uh, so they had a match. Pretty good match. Not a lot of high-flying stuff, in, in, considering the Young Bucks are involved here. Kind of a straightforward match. Yep. Uh, Young Bucks get the get the upper hand here. Again, the Butcher and the Blade, uh, consummate jobbers, have not won a match. They are continuously hired by MJF as his like, heavies, and they're awful. Uh, and that's why we love them. Yeah, that's why uh, they're the best. So MJF's on commentary during this. He He's... Shouting things to them, he uh, wants his money's worth. After the bell rings, of course, the butcher starts stomping on the young bucks. Uh, 
Butcher and the Blade get the upper hand here. Kenny Omega, quick with the save, comes in with the V-trigger. Uh, Adam Page, in what I would describe as a jog while holding a beer and a nice shirt, uh, comes to the ring, asks Kenny Omega to hold his beer. Nick. Flip, ask Nick to hold his beer? Yeah. Okay. Uh, or Matt. Flip, sure. One of Wasn't Kenny. Uh, flips over the rope, uh, delivers buckshot. a buckshot lariat, and then yeah. leaves. Uh, drinks his beer and leaves. Yeah. Uh, that was the best. Uh, yes. They were teasing heel turn for the longest time. Now he's so over because of this cowboy shit. They might as well just keep him fucking face at this point. Yeah. Like, they keep teasing dissension between him, Kenny, and the Bucks. Uh, but you can do that forever. Like, there's no actual cap on that if you keep it this subtle. Yeah. And then when you decide to do something with yeah, it. Yeah, you can still make him go out on his own. But yeah. don't just turn him into a fucking heel for no reason. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> Butcher and Blade keep losing. That keeps endearing them to our hearts. They're, yes. they They are our Daniel Bryan. They they got such a good look, and they're okay in the ring. They're like pretty pretty decent. They have a cool gimmick, and they they got a valet. They got everything, and except for wins. (laughs) But that's why they're so awesome, and that's what makes them our boys. Uh, Next up, let's talk about the Kip Sabian and uh, Cody Rhodes match, which was a huge overbooked match. However, it wasn't a mess. It, like there were so many things going on in this match, but it actually just ended up being entertaining well, for how, I think how different like, it was. I think there's like two things going on in this match, and that wasn't a lot. There was Joy Janela and Arn Anderson. What else really was going on here? Uh, okay, well let's run it down then. So you had a pretty pretty standard match. Arn uh, gets into a shoving match outside the ring. Eventually gets it, uh, ejected from from ringside. But it was only uh, after a bunch of bullshit with Penelope. Some heel shit. Yeah. Uh, Penelope also got he some offense. He gets the shoe to like emphasize yeah. like she's fucking cheating yeah. and the ref's There's, like, no! Ref's, yeah, so the ref comes off as everybody's booing the ref. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, Penelope of course also landing a lot of offense on Cody when the, when the ref's back is turned. This all worked. There was no point where you were just like, well, how did the ref not? This is fine. Uh, then there's a spot outside the ring um, w- with the kiss spot with Joey Janela. He then uh, disappears back into the crowd, giving them middle fingers like Homer Simpson in the <laughs> yeah. Simpsons movie, uh, which that was fine. That was the best thing Joey Janela's done all year. Yeah, probably ever in AEW. <laughs> that was his best spot. Uh, and then, yeah, Cody fires up at the end, delivers three uh, crossroads on uh, on Kip and gets the, the win. Kip got a lot of offense in here on Cody uh, and seemed really strong, and that, and that's fine. Kip Sabian's... Kip Sabian and Penelope work, Ford, man. one good-looking couple right there. Absolutely. Can you imagine those kids... How good looking those kids would be, and it's just Joey nice Janela. to see. That, <laughs> it's a baby with Joey it's nice to see that Joey and Penelope can do these angles, and everything comes off fine. It's, they seem like they uh, split rather amicably. Am I saying that right? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's nice. It's a nice change of pace. Read their carnies. <laughs> the, I don't know what to tell you. That's Nyla Rose and Big Swole. Uh, Big Swole's got a lot of personality. No, she can go a long way. It's yeah. a shame she has to wrestle Nyla Rose. <laughs> yeah, but like, but who else? Uh, yes. So Swole fought hard, but Rose was too powerful in the end. Rose ducked Swole's discus strike, then crushed her with a spear and a sit-down powerbomb to win. So like, just based on pure size, uh, Nyla Rose is, is going to always have to be strong in a lot of these matches, unless they're like multi-lady matches. Um, and I, w- you got to do the Braun Strowman treatment with Nyla Rose. What the hell happens to... To the the champ the women's division in AEW, who gets it? Who who does Rio drop it to? Because Rio's not been around. No. Uh, um. Fucking. What's the answer? Sheeta. What's her name? Oh yeah, Sheeta. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, she's great. Um. No, this is just a problem with AEW's women's 
uh, roster in general. It's very shallow. They don't have fantastic talent, like standout talent, except for maybe Riho. Mm-hmm. Um, Nyla Rose needs to be booked like Braun Strowman, in my opinion. She needs three months of just squashing geeks and doing stuff that will make the crowd pop. And not putting referees through tables so she gets suspended for a month? Yeah, no. Just, like, get some local talent and you throw her through a bus or whatever you want. That's it. That's how you push Nyla Rose and get her get her over. Well, unfortunately, she'll be squashing the other women who are also trying to get over. Yeah. Uh, so, speaking of women, Britt Baker uh, cut a promo here. Uh, a part two to the promo on the boat last week, which was admittedly... Weird, disjointed, and bad. And kind quiet. of it kept kept going on. Not a lot of oomph behind it. It was non-emotional. Poor Tony Schiavone's got to stand there again. Uh, <laughs> so the important story part was mentioning how Baker will be here every week, but Rio is often absent. Uh, she made fun of Tony Schiavone for so Tony Schiavone did work at Starbucks at some point. Like yeah, at, he did at his lowest point, or did he just need no? He actually did work at Starbucks. Okay, was he a shitty barista, or was he like I think no, he was probably just fine. <laughs> But what the key here is that Britt Baker's promo here was, like, even though it's still not the best promo, it's 200% upgrade from her last promo. Yes. Uh, so that's the, the content of the promo was really good. The delivery is what needed work here. Yeah, uh, and she did improve vastly from yes, last week. She yes. emphasized her words. She was a lot more confident. Which is one thing you can say about any aspect of AEW, is if something is bad one week, they're going to double tap it. Again, and you're going to be like, oh, okay, that's an improvement. Yeah, but they're also not going to drive it into the ground just because they want to get it over. Also, let's compare this to any regurgitated promo in WWE. Any Uh, Seth Rollins face promo ever. Yes, and and this is is fine. She just needs, I would say she's at a seven, just needs to crank it up a little bit. Yeah. Start shouting, spitting uh, the cheap heat, making fun of Jim Ross, not knowing who anybody's name is, which is legitimate. If you ever listen to the freaking commentary, Jim Ross is... Constantly almost mispronouncing, like, ca- calling AEW something else. He's not the worst. Uh, he's not the worst. He's a legend, but he's... I've been in regards to remembering names and stuff. It was a different story. It was in New Japan stuff because he has, like, Listen, 20 minutes. Who has to remember more wrestlers' names than Jim Ross? Like, yeah. for how many promotions this guy's worked in uh, and how old he is. Good for him. Uh, so, anyways... D- I think Andrew's got some thoughts on this Britt Baker promo. I thought it was a huge improvement over the boat promo. I think he thought it was mediocre at best. Yeah, she's like the opposite of the Miz. What she's saying has good content to it, but she's delivering it in kind of a. It was cheap heat. Everyone's booing her. There are people on my speaking of the devil. We're just talking about Britt Baker, Andrew. What a mess. <laughs> so we're saying compared to any WWE regurgitated promo, though, all she needs is a little more. Oomph, a little more and volume. She's been wrestling for intensity. A, she's been wrestling for what a year, and she's barely. Yeah, she's barely had and any she time. Gets, she she gets a pass. It's just doesn't come across very well, especially when they're giving her that limelight. Yeah, and you're well, right. You compare yeah, a like, promo from the cruise and compare it to one from yeah. two days ago, for, for six days later. Yeah, that's oh. the biggest jump up. She's yeah. climbing. She's fucking going up an elevator. She's not even climbing stairs anymore. You couldn't have knocked so I could play you some like wrestler ent- entrance music. Oh, I should have. Uh, the biggest return. The, uh, Since Edge Yeah, this week <laughs> Andrew's back on the podcast uh, So we're just getting through the Britt Baker promo Do you have anything to say about the beginning of Dynamite? We're rolling into the SCU match next. It was actually nice to see a, a full promo in the beginning uh, yeah. I did enjoy that Jericho uh, let the audience sing his uh, entrance theme again Yeah uh, it's, it's, it's very 
It's very Jericho. He he's 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 good at doing. He lets them sing it at the end during the match too. They technically sang it twice. Uh, That's a thing now. Yo ho ho and a bottle of dumb. A bottle of dumb because you're stupid. Yeah, I mean (laughs) nothing better than that. John Moxley's uh, transition into full Punish Snake. Yeah, he's uh, Punish Venom Snake. Yeah, is almost. almost He's going to turn out to be like a trainer from WWE instead. Real John Moxley is in (laughs) fucking New Japan. We thought, man. Yeah, Yeah. it's going all crazy. Maybe a bad time to bring up helicopter crashes. Uh, SCU <laughs> paying tribute to the late Kobe Bryant as uh, Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian take on uh, Hybrid 2. They're who... very happy for guys that lost their titles last week. <laughs> yeah, they, they had nothing to say about it. Uh, they were very much like kind of just holding it uh, over. I'm uh, so happy the titles are off SCU. And nothing against SCU, uh, but elevating talent like Hybrid 2, which has barely been on TV uh, for the entirety of Dynamite, Look, is good. Adding I... another boy to my boy stable, it's Helico. the way he walks to the ring. Yeah. Like... I like, his crotch that. is magnetized to the ring. It's fucking hilarious. I swear that guy's on something. Like No, but I think I he's wanna, doing I that. I want what he's having. I think he's doing that on purpose for heat, right? Like you Oh, can't, yeah. Well, Because Jack, Jack Evans' gimmick is, I'm, like, I have shitty hair. Yeah. I'm pale, and I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to... Jaw Jack to the crowd like I'm well, the greatest thing. So I watched awesome. this match for some reason. Like I just happened to be in a point where uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this match, <laughs> uh, which I don't necessarily do with every match on the show. And uh, I was catching a lot of botches and stuff, like a lot of weird yeah, stuff in this match. In and no one's talking about it, so I always feel like, am I seeing shit? But then uh, I, yeah, I rewound a few things, and there was a few things where uh, there's a there's a bad one with uh, Private Party and uh, and Ortiz near the end where there was a lot of. Ortiz oh, we'll is bending it. over, waiting for them to do the spot. Oh, no, but we'll a get lot it. of that. Ortiz makes up for it by being fucking incredible. Great yeah, in every other absolutely. Episode. Uh, <laughs> so uh, SEU uh, goes over here, back on the winning track after losing. Dark Order is coming for Christopher Daniels. Oh, he's I keep I keep saying it. he's the exalted one. If it's not Matt Hardy, then it's maybe no, Chris. I Daniels. think he's the third man. Oh, shit. Uh, after SCU's match, Evil Uno uh, popped up on the uh, screen to issue a warning. The Exalted One is unhappy with Chris Daniels. As a result, the Dark Order will be targeting his family and friends. I like, uh, yeah, that's that's it. It's easily sure. going to be Chris Daniels because as soon as it's revealed to be him, they'll be like, why did you turn on us, Chris? How could you do this, Chris? they be like, oh, you, you got the tag belts without me. I was never involved. I can't go anymore. With, with the way they go off the map on a lot of their storylines where they're like, hey, we're in the middle of a storyline. Okay, we're going to deviate like harshly for the next like month. I wouldn't be surprised if it turns out to be someone like, super random like Cody even. So, no, I mean it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be, but I wouldn't be surprised because of how random some of the their course corrections are. Hey, what we didn't get on this show was uh, Nightmare Collective. Uh, so when you bring up Cody being in charge of some kind of dark organization, I think I'm like we don't. Need I think that. they're starting to realize that it's not it was, fucking it was bad. It's not gonna work. Uh, no, but you can make them into like a joke heel group too. But and, the thing is, Brandy's in charge of it, so it's if not gonna. This happen. was Raw or SmackDown. They'd be like, all right. Three, Double down. Three Nightmare <laughs> Collective segments a fucking week. They're like the Stone Cold of AEW. Yeah. pop up in every storyline. Uh, all right. Uh, Pac is hanging out in a graveyard or something. He's, he's, doing got, the, he's got a massive yeah. cold. This is another uh, Pac where he's uh, in his wrestling gear outside of the context of wrestling, which I always find hilarious, where it's just like, but this guy's wandering bo- around town. a body like that, yeah. you can do what you Oh, want. yeah. I'd be like going grocery shopping, just in like... A, Wrestling boots and a little yelling at people. Sir, are you in your underwear? Yes, I am. 
that he like fucking puts him in a clutch of some kind. Uh, Pac had an intense promo roaming the alleys in his wrestling gear. He put John Moxley behind him for the moment. Pac is still focused on getting his rubber match against Kenny Omega. Pac can't stand the arrogance and audacity of Omega, thinking he can fit Pac in when convenient. Pac will be doing things on his terms, and it starts next week. And then he like hawks, hacks up a lung at the end of That's this promo. Fucking, that was hilarious. Can I'm you like, imagine <laughs> WWE had this guy and they were like, put a cape on him. He's a, he's a superhero. He's a superhero. <laughs> make, him, make him wrestle Stardust. Uh, what is this? QT. So there's a weird note here on this uh, thing I have. This says QT Marshall is a member of the Nightmare family. It was written on Kip Sabian's entrance graphic. AEW showed highlights of wins from Dark. Uh, so that happened on. Did anybody watch Dark? No. Did QT no. Marshall get taken to the Nightmare? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey. So, Next time just we when see... we thought they were they were done with it. unless they're saving exclusively for dark yeah like this is I know that's what so you had uh, Santana and Ortiz and Le Champion Chris Jericho versus Darby Allen and uh, Private Party okay can we just talk about Ortiz for a little bit yeah he's really good so like, Andrew how do you feel about Ortiz I mean pers- <laughs> personally I'm not a fan of uh, that group like of, sure. of, of that tag team okay. But I respect them, and I know what they, they do a really good job at what they do. Yeah, Ortiz is uh, just in the last like since like the beginning of the year. I feel like he's he's been injected with a lot more personality, or at least he's being told to like, hey man, you can like shine yourself a little bit too. Like you don't have to be. You know, I think proud the, and powerful yeah. are there. I'm not necessarily to put other people over, but yeah. they're not there to be the spot monkeys hide high spot kind of guys yeah. like the Young Bucks they're there to be a good well-rounded tag team which they are yep. with a little bit of personality and that comes and, up more in Ortiz and have been kept a threat this yeah. whole time and uh, Santana, which is what we can say about our boys Santana's <laughs> Butcher and the Blade yeah. <laughs> oh we talked about Butcher yeah. and the Blade but Santana is the straight man that's supposed to keep Ortiz in line and I think their dynamic MJF works keeps great paying him he's got Wardlow right there Ortiz why is he paying the these Wardlow. fucking <laughs> losers for once again Wardlow is useless I come back to this we don't know we don't know about Wardlow Ortiz yet. keeps doing this fucking great Great spot. The headbutt spot? Spots. No, yeah. where he takes off his glove, he scratches it back, turns to the camera, and makes a tiger pose. Yes. And it's fantastic. Then he'll grab the camera and yell in it the best about five times. Yeah. And it's just... Pretty good. That's how, you, uh, that's how you get over without hurting yourself in any capacity. Uh, so, great match. Darby Allen uh, is fantastic here. Gets a lot of offense on the champion. Uh is is intense. Uh, I'm a big Darby Allen fan. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all in on, on Darby Allen. Uh, good match. Good stuff. Private, Private parties a little rusty. Uh, they're, they're they're green. They're green. That's, That's it. Uh, yeah, there was a lot guys of guys who have never wrestled. Call them green. Yeah. Unlike <laughs> unlike yeah exactly. <laughs> that go. I think that goes without saying. Is just like yeah. Put us in a wrestling match and see what the fuck could happen. Uh, but. You have, uh, unlike the Hybrid 2, which had some just, like, botches where, like, uh, this was missed. Or, I went to grab your head and your head slipped. There was some chain wrestling at the beginning of the Hybrid 2 match, which was just like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, but this was more, uh, Private Party was being set up for stuff. And it's not, it's a different kind. It's a different kind of botch that was a little distracting. Like, Ortiz, uh, on the edge of the apron, suddenly just bends over and stays down for, like, five full seconds until... The member of private party decides. Oh, right! I'm supposed to be doing a match here. Move here. Uh, but Darby Allen and uh, and the rest kind of made up for it. So Jericho gets the win here. My favorite part of that is when uh, he pins him, and he, he's he's on the mat. His hand is just tremoring, mm-hmm. and uh, Aubrey Edwards isn't sure if this is like, <laughs> are you are you actually okay? So after the pin, she slides in, goes like kind of like side side face to face 
kind of like, are you okay? Yeah, good, dude. That was, that, that was, that was good, it. dude. Let's fucking skip NXT. We only have oh yeah, we no, only have no, twenty five no. minutes to talk about the Rumble. And the Rumble, Royal Rumble. Uh, so Raw. as we are on the road to the Winnipeg Raw, not WrestleMania, it's the Winnipeg Raw. Damn it! Uh, on February twenty fourth, which is also the same week as the AEW pay per view. It's going to be a lot of wrestling that week to take in for us. Uh, so let's talk about the WWE Royal Rumble according to everyone. Uh, this is like the least hyped rumble uh, of all time. People have mixed thoughts on the match, and I think it kind of depends on if you like Brock Lesnar or not. Because people who like Brock Lesnar thought the beginning of that rumble was awesome. And if you don't, you thought the first half of that rumble was a waste of time. I fucking uh, loved it. As Booker T said, this could be the shortest rumble of all time. <laughs> I've, I've, I've put some thought into that. Yeah. And my opinion has gone from, I enjoyed the rumble, but unless Lesnar was going to win... Yeah. Him being in the Rumble and his status of champion, like, the, like it was, it was there was no point to it. Yeah. Other than serving himself up to the to the, only to because the winner. And, yeah. you, and if you knew a little bit of the backstory on how pr- he had prior kind of besmirched. Whoa, William Regal over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, having besmirched uh, Scottish, uh, yeah, heritage. Well, <laughs> I can't remember his name. Drew McIntyre. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. You kind of Scottish as we know. Yeah. Once, once he got further in the match, you kind of started seeing that, and especially after he eliminated him, it was kind of one of those moments where it's, he's either going to fight for that championship as a loser, and the person's going to go for the other belt, or he's going to end up winning and going after Lesnar. Yeah. So as we are to understand, uh, like things kind of changed last minute here. Drew McIntyre didn't uh, like apparently knew the day of he was winning the Rumble as Roman Reigns. <laughs> like how. Were they copy pasting the, the the script for this? And it's just like, and Roman Reigns wins Vin, the Rumble. No, oh wait, no, that's a terrible Vince idea. It's just sitting there being like, this is it. This is the year. This now, is gonna be it. It, it would have been a true, like co- true copy and paste because Charlotte also won. Yeah, which is like hers. Dumb. So it, that was that is the stupidest thing I saw. when I when I saw that. I almost turned it off and went, why am I watching this? Last I'm getting the that, same regurgitated thing. The over last and over person again. that needs, especially if they're gonna do Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley, the NXT champion yeah you don't need charlotte winning the rumble to set that up all you need is charlotte coming Calling out, her out for yeah. a promo being like i have won i have won the women's <laughs> championship on raw and that's Smackdown. crossing it to nikki bella a little bit yeah <laughs> uh no congratulations charlotte's nikki promos bella. are very like up and downy yeah. uh all she had to do was come into the ring said i have won raw and smackdown's the only one i haven't won is the nxt Rhea, get your ass out here. Boom, yeah. set up. Give the win to Shayna. Is the to... idea here that you can have Charlotte showing up on NXT to boost their you know ratings? Or... Give the Rumble win to Naomi. Oh. oh, Yeah. <laughs> okay, no. Hear me... You must be hungry. Hear me out here. Who, who else are you going to give it to? Bailey and Sasha were in the Rumble, obviously. Sasha wasn't well, in it. Sasha was out. Yeah, Sasha, that's, yeah. I said they weren't in the Rumble, oh, obviously. Oh, sorry. I thought you said she was in <laughs> it. Well, I think Sasha was supposed so, to be, wasn't she? Okay, and then injured, if yeah. you guys didn't know, Naomi's popularity has exploded overnight uh, via social media because of her hair, her very colorful outfit. She's becoming a very predominant member in like the female Twitter sphere. Okay. So fucking capitalize <laughs> Tell us on more that about shit. the female Twitter sphere. <laughs> Give her a match with Bailey or some shit. Who cares? Like yep. they can have a fun match. Naomi's not the best relative. She's very athletic though. She's very 
people love her, despite maybe if we don't. I'm sure you can put She's together a, a perfectly yeah. fine 10 to 15 minute match yeah. with Naomi. Like, why in the hell not? Like, why does Charlotte need Lacey another... Evans. Charlotte isn't... This isn't going to propel Charlotte to another level of no. superstardom. Charlotte's like the most over yeah, she, next to maybe Becky, over, depending on who she you She is ask. as over as she will ever be, and I think that Rumble 1 could have been better utilized for a talent like Naomi. To push someone else. Yeah. Like the Drew McIntyre of the women's division. Yeah, why not? Liv Morgan. I, uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so... Let's talk about the kickoff show. Sheamus defeats Shorty G. Okay. Yup. Sheamus, uh, who, this is like 2015 Sheamus. Like, he went back to the before... It's a shameful he, thing. Uh, Lobster before he looked, head. <laughs> before he looked so stupid. Uh, United States Championship, Andrade, who's now uh, on a wellness violation um, suspension, uh, defeats Umberto Carrillo. Uh, so... There you go. Didn't drop the title. Andrade is taking 30 days off while holding the United States Championship. How, talk about the double standard on that one. I mean, if if, she, if he was not with Charlotte and there was no connection Do you to think power, the, he you, would not have that title. He would not have that title. I guarantee you he would not have that title. But they've take, always been high take. on Andrade, though, because he's, he's their entrance into the Mexican market. Not at market. first. And when, when, when Zelina Vega wasn't there, he was this close to being out. And he was actually talking to Ray about what it's like outside of that world. Ray from, from Ray Star Wars? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars. Ray's kind no, of- I think even if he wasn't dating Charlotte here, I think they'd still be pretty high on Andrade, all things considered. Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin fought for 30 minutes outside the ring. Hell yeah! Match of the fucking night. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a pretty good match. Uh, atop the Astros dugout, Reigns took a chair shot from Corbin. He quickly recovered, landing a Superman punch on Corbin, followed by a long running... I feel, I feel like you could just swap out the location and the names here, and it would be the finish to every Roman Reigns match. Reigns stood tall atop the dugout with the capacity crowd, cheering him on in what uh, was a great moment for the Reigns character, and hopefully the official end of this long feud. Yeah, right. I, you uh, know what they really need to do with Baron Corbin, since he's a king? He needs to knight his court. Mm. So if you remember King Booker, he one time he knighted William Regal to Sir William Regal and William Regal sold this like death he was crying yeah he just he like couldn't help it that King Booker was bestowing upon him such an honor please do that to Dolph Ziggler I want to see Dolph Ziggler uh- cry <laughs> <laughs> is, is it- <laughs> that character Sir had- Dolph Ziggler that, yeah. that character post King of the Rings gotta be overplayed like he's he's on every show, like he's Baron like Corbin is the reverse Daniel Bryan, where he's it's being wild. But it's not. But it's, it's it's not. I'm actually like I'm not digging into Baron Corbin. I'm just at every time how they've had a king in the ring, like and it was King Booker for a while. It was King Barrett, like it was and King Sheamus, and even and then and then back of the day, like even they tried to do that to Austin, and then Austin like they tried to put the crown on him, and it was pretty much get that crap off my head. Yeah. Like, it's embarrassing. But it worked for yeah. Baron because he's already a huge geek or whatever. Yeah. Listen, Sorry, Baron nerd. Corbin's the reverse Daniel Bryan. He's going to be booed so much that he turns around to become the biggest baby Baron face. Corbin's like playing Yakuza 7. He was a bartender, and then he switched jobs to king. That's just... I don't know what you guys know about Yakuza 7, but there's a job system in it where you're just working like actual professions in it. You're like, I got oh, clerk so, at a oh, store. Yeah, basically. Uh, let's talk about the Women's Royal Rumble, as we've already kind of mentioned it. Uh, skipping ahead to Shayna Baszler entering at number 30. Mealy eliminated seven women. Phoenix and Natalia combined for a heart attack on Baszler before Phoenix turned and eliminated Natalia. Baszler eliminated Phoenix and turned her sights on Flair, who was already on the ring apron. After some uh, jockeying back and forth, Flair flipped upside down, wrapped her legs around Baszler's shoulders, and pulled her outside for victory. Flair cut a promo afterward, reminding fans, this is my division, and sounded neither uh, face nor heel. <laughs> the... Uh, 
The match was good overall and allowed a handful of women showcase moments. It says was this recap. It was good. Uh, there was definitely a botch at the ending because they tried. They almost tried that like finish twice. Yeah, Vince and ran out and broke this, both of his uh, legs. This is, <laughs> it, it, seems, it, it seems to be happening like way too often with like the, the the final the final knockout. Yeah, but they got to really put some drama into it. I'm like. It's I, weird like that the, the drama is in the knock, like in the person being like yeah. being knocked out and out and losing. It's not in it's how it's done. Very strange that they can book an hour long match and it's relative. It goes relatively smoothly in both cases, men and women's. But then the last thirty seconds is like okay, now it's fi- time to finally end this fucking thing, and it's weird every well, time. You have to you have to account for the Charlotte being there for like twenty eight minutes, and then by then yeah. it's understandable through exhaustion. You may forget for a split second what you're sure, supposed to do. Yeah, I, but whatever. it's fine until the last second. No, I think I yeah. think this Wins Royal Rumble was on par with the other two. I don't think it was any better, or any worse. It was it was a good. It was a good I found I, I was actually quite impressed with uh, with Beth Phoenix because she had apparently taken a head injury. Oh no, she did. And, and I thought and I was watching it because I, I, I was I was I was watching it, but I was gl- I was more so like glancing for long periods. And I'm looking back, I'm like, oh, she put she put a, she pulled kind of pulled a natty and put a streak in her hair. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then I find out later that night, it's like <laughs> she had a giant like. No, she was uh, she was on the turnbuckle with Bianca Belair, and Bianca gave her a forearm, and I guess Beth threw her head too far back and hit she hit the, that like light up hole yeah. gimmick they yeah, have the actual like post big big clap you heard it it was yeah speaking of head injuries Mighty Molly also had some issues uh, at the beginning of this rumble but getting back to Bianca Belair I thought she was easily the star of this whole rumble I thought Bianca looked fucking great they gave her a lot of shit to do you could tell they're very high on her and understandably she's jacked she's good looking she has a super cool gimmick why the hell not she reminds me of like in a different era of course but she reminds me of Jacqueline yeah, like that tough. I'm gonna fuck like it. like because she she was she was petite, but I'm I'm genuinely like, like she, I'm, she's going to kick your ass. Yeah, like I'm tough. I'm not like I'm not here to be a beauty queen. I'm here to compete. Exactly. Beth Phoenix is so adjacent to WWE that I don't really consider her to be a surprise for the Rumble. No, so it really comes no, down to wasn't. to uh, Muddy Molly and Kelly Kelly is the only two surprise. Kelly guys. Kelly giving a stink yeah. face. Santina Marella to Tony Storm. Oh, she was yeah. so bad. Um. Yeah, and then the men's and the men's rumble is the same thing. There's one guy, right? Like so. Anyways, uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. <laughs> but what a guy! But what a but what a guy! Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey defeats Lacey Evans. That was a uh, match for sure. That, they had a match. You they couldn't were, call it anything but. It was a wrestling match. Uh, Lacey Evans is. They're finally going with face Lacey they Evans. Have botched her character since day one. Where Why it was, is she a 50 Southern Belle when she has the perfect gimmick already? She's a former Marine. Yeah. Push that shit. Like John Cena. An ongoing thing here. I mean, I'm sure you have, but all of, mostly female, their costumes, all Marvel characters. Lacey, I think that Le- might be up to Le- the actual Lacey, Lacey Evans is Cap. There was... Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but there was a Punisher on Monday Night Raw. Beth Phoenix was Red Skull. There, <laughs> there, there was about five or six different uh, costumes, outfits that were all Marvel that's, inspired. But that's just Ben's too. Seth famously does a lot of. He did like Thanos. He did Power Rangers. He did Tron. Johnny Gargano very famously every takeover he does a Marvel character. He did Wolverine, Venom, Deadpool. But like how uh, for for a company like Disney who has like much like WWE has no problem throwing those cease and desists out there. But uh, I, they're not like so verbatim that you could be like the ca- the, there was a ca- uh, Captain Marvel and Iron Man was like 
You have to think of it this way. If you go to Disneyland and you dress up in a costume, they will ask you to change or go home. If yeah. you go to Disneyland and you wear something evocative of a character, that's okay. Because you paid them the trademark rights for the shirt. No, I don't I don't <laughs> think you can trademark like a chest design, right? I don't know. I don't know. I think I don't think Disney. There's, there's Andrew's there. tipping off Disney. He's like, like Disney, you need to be suing these people. I think, they, I think they should, but it's not like they're taking money away from Disney. I don't think no. Disney's going to get all. No, but it, no, but if I go to a screen printing place and I try to make a Star Wars shirt, yeah, I'm going to get chicken canned immediately. And if you go to an indie wrestling show, you can straight up see Spider Man, like he's there fighting Bugs Bunny. <laughs> so uh, if you go to the right indie show, oh, uh, you're mocking me. <laughs> like you're mocking me. <laughs> Bone saws ready. Universal Championship, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and Daniel Bryan in a strap match. An Indian strap match, Ric Flair. Big uh, yappa pie. So you had Daniel Bryan here. Congratulations, Daniel Bryan, him and uh, Brie expecting their second Bambino. Uh, Nikki's also pregnant. I, I mentioned earlier, congratulations to Nikki. Oh, I but, uh, that's so, okay, we never paid attention. I've watched so much Total Bellas and Total Divas, I feel like weirdly involved. Like when I hear news about Nikki Bella, I'm like, oh, good for Nikki Bella. Like I give a shit on some level. Miss and Mrs. also just restarted, so y'all need to go watch that. No, I don't. Uh, no red light for this match, likely due to being outdoors. The four corners uh, rule for victory. Uh, Brian ate a strong power bomb early and got whipped in, uh, with the strap for what seemed like forever as the fiend maniacally laughed. Uh, Brian, this wasn't the worst match. No, yeah, surprisingly, it was fine because the fiend can't fucking wrestle. So is it because he's wearing the mask, or is it because he's Bray Wyatt? Because Bray, what name one good Bray Wyatt match? I fucking dare you. Oh, that Undertaker one at WrestleMania? No. Where, uh, he had a broken leg or whatever. Uh, so, as far as anyone knows, it's Fiend and Roman Reigns. Like, Roman Reigns was going to win the Rumble and then challenge the Fiend. I skipped most of these <laughs> matches, by the way. This, yeah. I, honestly, this match, at, at moment, I had its moments, but I, I just couldn't stay interested. He's no Brock Lesnar. Bray, Bray honestly, uh, but I'm I'm biased. Bray, Bray Wyatt's it's, it's he's dead to me. Like it's, it's, it's oh wow, it's, it's over. It's he's over. Dead to me. How many, how many like, like for how many years was it the same, con- you in the, womb. the same the same contrived stuff? And then now it, this is just slightly different. Undertaker did this kind of thing when he changed his personality, but at least he was successful to start off with. This guy has just been floating the entire time. So you're he, saying that Bray Wyatt needs to come back and fight the Fiend, like when there was two Undertakers. Well, no, the only, the, the, not quite. Let's fucking do it. What's the point of wearing that full face mask if you can't fight yourself? He needs to put on the veil of Sister Abigail again. Yeah, commit. Holy to that shit. shit! Did I forget about that until you just mentioned Fuck it? Fuck yeah! That there was going to be a match between cross-dressing Finn, Finn Balor and a cross-dressing and pump, pump, pumpkin king Finn Balor. Oh my god. That was speaking of superhero <laughs> shit, Andrew. <laughs> Raw Women's Championship: Becky Lynch versus Asuka. I did. I skipped this match, I think, because it was like eleven at night, and I was like, "Fuck, I need to sleep." If you uh, want to watch something where Asuka wins, go watch her YouTube video where she buys a dancing Kirby and has a lot of trouble putting the batteries in. Oh, you're so into that stuff. Oh, fuck, it's great. Uh, though both women got great crowd reactions for their entrances, the responses to the early portion of their match were muted. Lynch locked Asuka in a disarm her over the top rope, but the challenger escaped and later hit a shining wizard for a near fall. Um, the women furiously countered one another with Lynch unable to lock in disarm her uh, when she accidentally ran into the official Asuka tried to use the green mist but Lynch kicked her in the stomach at just the right time sending the mist flying upward which so the mist always looks good that was actually Asuka's also good. very good at that, doing the mist that was a really good ending yeah uh, champion took advantage by locking a stunned Asuka in the disarmer to win a tremendous bout between the two of WWE's best women uh, that was un- that was that was definitely Far better than the previous women's. Oh, match. yeah. yeah it, it, 
Hands down. Oscar versus Lacey Evans. Brock Lesnar's out. Number one in the Royal Rumble. Uh, out with Elias. Dude, I fucking loved the beginning of this match. You have a guy like Brock Lesnar, 600 goddamn pounds of muscle and testosterone and steroids, and beef. And he's standing there, and then Elias comes out, and he's the polar opposite. Over a half ton of man. Polar opposite character-wise of Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar beats the shit out of Elias, throws him in the ring, and Brock, because he's a huge asshole, is like, I'm going to turn this guitar around, this non-gimmicked guitar, string side, I'm going to lash you, brother. And that's what he did. Lesnar eliminated the first four entrants immediately, including two in less than ten seconds each, before Kofi Kingston and Rey Mysterio entered in succession. Next in was Big E, who gathered Kingston and Mysterio in a a triple team against Lesnar. The only thing that would have made this better is if he eliminated Kofi in six seconds again. I would have fucking died. He he pinned him and they said, Kofi, you're up. Uh, they had the trouble in paradise of 619 and the big ending the crowd was buying a potential elimination but Lesnar threw Mysterio out jumped off of Big E to hit Kingston Man, with a flying clothesline dude first Big E yeah how strong do you have to be to give a like it looked like he wasn't even trying to give this big ending to Brock fucking big strong yeah, boy right he's, there he's 700 pounds if Brock is 600 yeah. <laughs> uh, took out Big E and eliminated Kingston with an F5 over the top rope next was Shelton Benjamin uh, which led to hugs from Paul Heyman and Lesnar it uh, looked like Benjamin convinced Lesnar to team up but he was quickly uh, turned on MVP made a surprise appearance and Lesnar d- danced to his entrance uh, I fucking love Brock man he's the best uh, <laughs> Keith Lee and Braun Strowman looked to have uh, subdued Lesnar but after respecting their size he delivered a pair of German suplexes to each man eliminated both when they turned on one another, Lesnar squared up with Drew McIntyre, giving Ricochet uh, an opening to drill him with a low blow from behind. Ricochet, what's the deal? Why are you punching people in the dick? Why is that the thing you're doing? That's his superpower. Ricochet was just given the Neville gimmick, basically. Yeah. Uh, McIntyre took advantage with the Claymore to send Lesnar over the top rope to the crowd's delight. Lesnar ultimately eliminated the first 13 entrants, tying Strowman's record. Uh, McIntyre cleared the ring and continued to stare down Lesnar as he recovered at the ringside and eventually left. A shocking return of Edge at number 21. Wow, nearly way to just down. glance that over. Well, just like WWE did with their editing. There's no there's, wow. no, there's no build up to his reveal. But first, let's talk about this first half. Sure. Brock Lesnar. So I understand if you give a shit about wrestling that you would hate Brock Lesnar because he takes up valuable time that could be used for other stars. Yes. But when you're fucking super jaded... It's the best because how just... much better would have this rumble been if Brock Lesnar was a surprise entrant at number one and did this? It would have been a hundred times better. I would have been way more in than them trying to build it up. All Paul Heyman had to say was Lesnar's gonna be in the rumble, and then have no, him show up at number one on break, the day. Don't, don't say anything. Don't say he's gonna be number one. Just make it happen. Confuse everybody on the spot. And be like, what the fuck does this mean? Well, <laughs> well, look, well think about it. If it was on the spot, I mean, I understand we're at, we're at the end of the pay per view already, but people would have people would have legitimately missed out because it would have been on social media. Holy crap, Lesnar is number one, and it would have been everywhere. Yeah, yep, that's why I. But feel uh, if you break wrestling down to its base components, there's got nothing beef. better. You there's, got there's <laughs> nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing I like better than watching a big, jacked up dude just. Fucking throwing dudes and beating them up. That's what it's all about, man. Yeah, and it's not like you're pushing Elias or fucking... No. Elias needs to learn how to wrestle before you push him. Might as well throw him out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Again, 
pot calling the kettle black. Uh, so Ed shows up. The WWE cut to the crowd as often as possible so they can get an Undertaker guy reaction. Camera, 40 camera cuts yeah. in a minute and a half. It's like a fucking Guy Ritchie movie. Uh, Edge is looking great. Uh, great entrance. The, the house... The roof blew off of it uh, to a lesser extent. Matt Riddle uh, got a great reaction as well, uh, though his time was short. Uh, Corbin was eliminated before Roman Reigns joined at number 26. And Reigns, uh, because it's the Royal Rumble, Reigns is booed naturally. Uh, did not de- expect cheers, uh, but he has been lately. Perhaps because the match was so good to that point and fans were worried about him cleaning house. When Reigns enters the Rumble late, you got to be a little worried. Um, which is why you could have a huge pop eliminating Reigns earlier in the Rumble. I don't know why they don't. I guess at a certain point, this guy was going to win it, so obviously he's going to be around till the end. But there's I your honestly, I, I would have bumped a lot of the a lot of the stars up and then put him lower. If you if you had changed the lineup, I would have inserted him, bumped everybody else up, and then shock everybody with the elimination, showing yeah. who is it going to be? Because he would have shocked it originally with Brock being coming out number one and not telling anybody. Yeah. Then it maybe in the in the first third, all of a sudden Roman Reigns goes out and. He, he, Make it look like he's going to clean house for a couple of people. Yeah. And then have some random person knock him out. Yes. Not a random person. Have someone you want to push knock well, him well, out, well, right? Well, like, like push. But, like, I mean, yeah. I mean choose, choose someone. It doesn't have to be, like, a staple name. But someone that you want to do something with and then eliminate him. A Kevin Owens, perhaps. Kevin Owens hit stunners on Reigns and Randy Orton. And Aleister Back immediately hit fade to black on McIntyre. Seth Rollins entered at number 30 with his faction... Uh, which dragged competitors out of the ring and dominated them at ringside as Rollins hit stomps on McIntyre, Black, and Reigns. Buddy Murphy aided in eliminations for Black and Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe getting injured in the next night and is now out, as AJ Styles was also injured. Uh, Owens stunned Rollins to throw him out. and uh, Oh, Owens did eliminate Rollins. Uh, uh, oh, Rollins, sorry. Like, let Owens eliminate Reigns and make that a match, but I guess someone's got to fight the Fiend. Uh, AOP caught their leader and put him back in the ring. Those three faces and Rollins' stablemates cleared ringside battling, leaving just five men. Rollins tried to get Reigns to team up, but he was hit with a Superman punch, followed by an Orton power slam and McIntyre Claymore for the elimination. Rated RKO teamed up to RKO and Spear McIntyre before hitting a double RKO. Orton squared up uh, Edge, who caught his former partner in the act, pretended to work together again, and threw him out of the ring. Reigns and Edge stood toe-to-toe, with Reigns getting booed as he had a Superman punch. However, Edge countered uh, with a spear and came within an inch of eliminating Reigns. Instead, Reigns brought the veteran alongside him on the ring apron and eventually forced him out. Why did Reigns need the heat off Edge? That is completely unnecessary. Edge is like the most over thing in this match at this point. And you have Reigns, also a babyface, quote-unquote, eliminate him for a meaningless nothing. That's nothing. I thought AJ eliminated Edge. Or Edge eliminated AJ. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. That, so it's meaningless. That that booking is is Reigns. Yeah, it does yeah. nothing for him. No, like, hey, but you gotta keep Reigns strong. Uh, instead, Reigns fought the veteran alongside him on the ring. Blah blah blah. Reigns uh, looked to end McIntyre with a spear, but McIntyre caught him with a picture perfect claymore to win and send the crowd into a frenzy just because Roman Reigns didn't win. <laughs> uh, there have been great Royal Rumbles in the past. Perhaps it's the Randy Orton booking from uh, the other few years ago where the last two are Randy Orton and Roman and the crowd's yeah. just fucking pissed because they know Roman's going to win and then Randy wins instead yeah. people normally would not cheer for Randy winning Let, the let's, let's be very clear that they are not cheering as much in my Drew, opinion for Drew as, as they, they are, are Roman not, not winning, winning. Yes. which is Finally, which is not but we'll be, yeah but which is not the best the best uh, the best the best the best, <laughs> the best. 
Uh, follow up on Raw the next night. Uh, Edge comes out to announce it. Andrew, you watched Raw. I did watch. What's Raw. notable other random. than the Edge Randy uh, segment? Honestly, there wasn't that much. The oh, I, I did enjoy this. I, I love Samoa Joe and uh, I love Samoa Joe. You could just stop right well, there. I know, but yeah. Then those two together. Yeah. I, I really like it. I like how Kevin Owens has kind of expanded his kind of his wrestling character in mm-hmm. ring, and I mean not that he needed it, but now he's doing the stunner. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a great variation of what he does because, like, you, I mean, we all know how he wrestles, and he's all over the place. Yeah, like he's he's not just pigeonholed into one type of superstar. A cannonball is 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 evidence right there. Yeah, being able to do that at his size, he's very much he's, he's smaller than, but he reminds me of a Bam Bam Bigelow. Sure, like he he's just very versatile. Get him a flame shirt, <laughs> flame <laughs> uniform. Um, the rated R superstar, superstar uh, made his return for return on Raw uh, on the heels of his headline making return to the ring after nine years. Uh, and then he threw a spear and the crowd missed it, uh, or the the camera missed it. So they released alternate. Did you see wait, that? Wait, wait, so they, they cut again? I didn't even. I, I, I no, know no. So happened. during so during the Rumble, they they oh, missed his oh. spear to Dolph yeah, Ziggler, and yeah. Dolph Ziggler sold the shit out of it. And then Dolph was just like, "Oh, it'd been cool if they actually aired that on the pay per view." Well, not even that. He he, uh, he even said, "Hey, anybody have a uh, camera?" Uh, uh, footage of his actual Edge's first spear in nine years because he was like I was in the ring and I missed it yeah WWE WWE had me cut too god damn it Uh, the 11 time world champion told the fans uh, that they have no idea what the reactions uh, he's received in the past two nights mean to him which drew the necessary you still got a chance Uh, you're damn right I do Edge said in response answering now he's standing uh, answering how he's standing in the ring right now Edge said that he refuses to live in a world of what ifs after feeling better over the course of the last few years which is all that matters like if you have horrible uh, neck injuries once you feel better get back in that ring man just keep going Um, I got in the best shape uh, of my life at 46 years old uh, and I can get back in here and end my career on my terms and then uh, Randy came out and said hey I used to be a a shit heel but now I'm changing my ways before salting edge (laughs) Beating him with a chair. Uh, that's awesome. And uh, that probably takes Edge out of action for a few weeks. Uh, they can just re- well, reference back to it. They've released his contract. Edges? Yeah. How long? Uh, Will he be in Royal Rumble 2021? Edge, Edge signed a three-year contract with the WWE for $3 million a year. Wow. The report added that Edge will wrestle around five times a year and make tw- around 25 appearances. Wow. That's a lot. That's like a lot, a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's it's, it's going to be a lot of build up though, because if you're only wrestling five, still five times a year, twelve months, doesn't mean it has to be a pay per view. No, like, it's it's good, it's good because Edge, he shouldn't. I, I never expected him to come back, especially at his age. Yeah, absolutely. But, so uh, all the best to him. Hopefully, he stays healthy and uh, we get the, a hell of a WrestleMania match out of it. Come to Winnipeg. Uh, well, I think that's the the point, right? Is that you could have a Winnipeg yeah, show. Yeah, we're talking right? about WWE. It doesn't matter. If the listen, point, if listen, that's the point. I'm sure they would have loved Chris Jericho to come out on that Rumble, but he's not available right now. So here's another Canadian boy with long hair. Um, yeah, so Drew McIntyre chooses to face Brock Lesnar. Uh, listen, Drew, it's going to be a little different when you have to face Brock one-on-one after he hasn't been punched in the dick and eliminated 13 guys. Uh, that's your choice, Drew McIntyre. I guess the Fiend can't be hurt, so... At least Brock Lesnar, you can hurt him. The right? peen can. The peen. Yeah. Brock Lesnar's nuts. That's the key. <laughs> That's the key to victory. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Charlotte Flair decides uh, to boost NXT's ratings, and we'll do a program with uh, the champion there. Uh, listen, tell me it's not anything but that. Because exactly that was not the original plan for that match either. It was Shayna Baszler, right? So we are told it was supposed to be Shayna and Roman. 
Anyways. Shane and Roman in a WrestleMania match together. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Roman Superman punching Shane. Uh, no, no emails this week. Andrew, it's good to have you back. Hopefully you will get us that Retro Raw soon and we'll be able to do a review of that uh, yep. 15 years ago in Winnipeg. Andrew was there. He remembers the smell of the crowd. He's going to let us know what that was like. Uh, if you want to interact with the show, comment anywhere you see this show posted or contact me, Lee, at titsiceberg.com or at titsiceberg on Twitter with your questions. Let us know about the new thumbnail. Yeah, let us know how you like our new thumbnail. Uh, for my... <laughs> For myself, Lee, Reed, and Andrew, that's the Sultans of Fire and Welcome to